Hello everyone, welcome back to Tales of Recovery. This is Gris Alves, your host, and this is a four-part session that I'm going to be recording on befriending aging. Um, I'm going to just give you guys my opinions, my thoughts, my process, my own experience, and with my cultural background and uh, life journey. And I'm also going to have here coming up a few other guests that are going to, you know, give us their experience in different cultures and different norms. So we're all going to be women. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'll find a man who's older. Maybe I interview my dad. That'd be interesting. Except that one might have to be in Spanish. Um, <laughs> but I was just looking at a video yesterday of my mom about a year before she died. And it was so funny and sad. And it's a YouTube video that I recorded live because she wanted to be on the podcast. And so we recorded this YouTube streaming. So it kind of comes and goes. It's not very, like the production isn't amazing, but that's just how Tales of Recovery podcast sometimes rolls. <laughs> it's punk rock. It's not perfect. I just have to throw it out there. And if I sit here and wait for 50 million production perfections, things, then shit, man, this thing wouldn't ever come out. And so in this podcast, she's already... You know, she'd had her stroke and she was very upset about, I mean, the podcast is pretty funny because she doesn't care while we're in it. Um, she was in one of those modes where she was just like, <laughs> didn't care about anything, talking about wrinkles and how she doesn't have any hair and how she, as much as she used to. And she was really, really devastated though about just having had this, um, like this downfall of the way her body looked. And the aging process, because I remember I would tell her, well, at least you got to 75. I mean, some people die at 20. But the reason I'm doing this series on befriending aging isn't just because, you know, I'm 50 years old and I'm trying to. It's because I think we're we're so used to like promoting that youth is where it's at, which it's, it's amazing, of course, to be young, to feel young, really young at heart uh, is amazing. And to stay strong and healthy, yes. But what have we really done to ourselves in this pressure to always look young? Because as you might have heard in my past um, episode, I had a uh, both of my implants removed. I am now back to my 20-year-old body, 17-year-old body. <laughs> and I'm so grateful. I feel so healthy and I feel relieved and it has been a little bit of a journey with the healing of this surgery. Whereas when I put those babies in, you know, I don't know, 16, 18 years ago, I was up and running in like a week, like it's not a big deal. And, you know, and one of the nurses told me, well, you know, you're older, so the healing is going to take a little longer. Well, whatever. I mean, first I was like, okay, I understand that. But I mean, how could it be like, what's the big deal? It's going to heal. It's going to heal. And what I'm noticing is that even though I really, guys, I really, I try, like I walk, I eat healthy. I do my meditation. I breathe. I can't do yoga or run around right now. I have to wait another two weeks. I mean, I can do stretching, but I just, not the usual exercise that I'm used to. And um, it's been Honestly, since before I had the surgery, I was kind of slowed down for like the last three, four months just because of 
I think the um, the way it was affecting me that uh, there was some type of toxicity I think going on and so now that I'm healing I'm like you know this is really interesting because I've I've noticed that besides looking young there's and feeling young there's also like this fight against becoming older and so this series on befriending ageism is really I mean it's really for me I've been trying to do this for the past three or four or five years because uh because of well because of life in general because that's where we're heading because of all the situations that I saw with my mom and grandmother and you know everybody in my mom's mom's family and their friends and lost tons of people I mean everybody gets facelifts and eye lifts and surgeries and Botox and tummy tucks and mommy makeovers and blah, blah, blah. And if that makes you feel good, that's great. But also I'm trying to question like, why are we so obsessed with fighting getting old when really aging is if we do the work and if we embrace our wisdom and really grow in community with um, digesting all that life has given us, and spreading our arms open to bring in younger generations, you know, and, and do multi intergenerational circles, parties, communities, um, then we can really kind of enjoy becoming old because we're becoming wise. Of course, not all elders are wise. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. Um, but that is one of the things that we could be becoming. I was reading this thing, I was uh, researching before I wrote this, kind of about what ageism was. And one of, the, one, of the, one of the articles that I found about social work practice with older adults is that culture believes shape social norms and values surrounding the aging process and the role of older people. These beliefs about aging are not static. They shift and change as society evolves. Like other social groups, such as women or people of color, uh, African-Americans, myths have emerged and over time have become part of the social fabric. These aging myths, which form the basis for stereotypes, create a limited social perspective on older people. And as a consequence, older people are thought of and treated as if they are, quote unquote, all the same. However, these myths are socially constructed, which means they can be challenged. I like that. Let's challenge it. Social work value stresses the importance of social justice for those who are vulnerable and oppressed. Uh, and other adults are among those groups that can be at risk as well. You know, older adults can be. And besides the social justice of it, which I do think, like I see, um, another friend of mine called and her mom had a stroke as well so she was talking to me about how we we're comparing my mom's stroke and her mom's stroke and that one of her employees told her just put her in a home where someone can watch her the entire time that way you won't be as tired and as stressed and I was like dude if you put your grom your mama in a home first of all she's gonna die sooner than you know it second of all um you know, let's all pitch in and get you some help, some respite, and, and remember that this is your elder and that you are going to be, you know, honoring her by taking care of her. 
That sounds super fucking hard, I know, because some people just don't want to deal with it. And we talked about that as well with Sarah a few months ago when she was on here for that death cafe and her story about her caring for her dad. But I mean, the the benefits, right? The honoring, the the love, the everything that happens when you end up helping your elders is really powerful. And the culture has sort of taught us to just put them away, send them to the, you know, to the elder home, number one. Number two, um, that you're just useless now. And befriending aging doesn't mean that we have to be freaking out about, oh my God, am I going to end up in one of these homes? Blah, blah, blah. No, what I'm really talking about is as a person, and I'll speak from my point of view, right? My experience, my perspective, my life really, is that I've always been a go after it crazy athlete like let's go like if I was running I was getting I was running for miles and miles and hours and hours if I was in CrossFit I was hitting it up all the way I mean competing just doing it looking you know my goal in life was to look super cut like Madonna Madonna was my and now I'm like curse you Madonna I don't know if I have the energy to look like you anymore or if I even want to um I mean I my my life now is it's had like this turnaround of a chip coming into my mind, allowing me to soften and slow down and to notice that, yes, I can be super strong. I can do my Ashtanga yoga practice, my regular practice, walk, be at the beach, meditate, but allow that space to befriend a change in the body. And no, of course, I'm not going to stop right now. But what I'm saying is I'm not going to be doing CrossFit now. And I don't need to be having abs like Madonna. Because number one, it takes so much time and so much work. It hurts. And I don't really think it's good for my body um, or necessary. And I think that's one of the things about me coming on here to remind us that I love health and wellness. I love it. Yes, strong movement, stretching, eating foods that are whole and if you can grow them yourself at least half of them even if you don't have a garden get some pots and you know you can have them in your porch a little bit of freshness of your hands in the dirt for your body and really eat as much as you can that is colorful vegetables fruits you know fuck the processed stuff and everything in packages we're trying to keep the terrain strong and I think that helps me also and helps us really be grateful, have vitamins that we need to be alive and aware that this is a gift. And when we befriend aging, that is the, the gift begins to expand, right? Because wow, we've I've gotten here. Like I honestly, I think I should, you know I could have been dead when I was twenty five, when I was twenty. All of the things that I was doing. That's one of the other podcasts coming up too. Is my full on recovery story. Um, I think that one's dropping in late September but the 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 definition of a wise elder person in some of the groups that I'm in you know we call you know, it's the mother right I mean the maiden the mother the woman the crone and the crone is like this wise you know crone wisdom is like it's a an account of the honored place of older women in ancient matriarchal societies an account of the honored place of older women in ancient matriarchal societies. It's a symbol of self-value, power, and respect. 
So what if, like, just as an experiment, we could switch out, like, you know, plastic surgery in the face? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm telling you guys, I just had this, my boobs removed, the implants, because 16 years, 18 years ago, I was thinking differently. But this is what happens when you age. <laughs> Wisdom comes, experience comes. So if you want to go get implants, whatever, you know, please do your research first. I don't recommend it, but I understand women are going to do what they're going to do they don't we don't care when you want something and then experience and wisdom and hopefully hopefully wisdom comes with experience and maybe you change your mind maybe you don't but whatever um the 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 interesting thing is when you look up just when i just regularly looked up crown it just says an old woman who is thin and ugly <laughs> versus what the actual definition of a crone wise woman is which is just beautiful. And, you know, uh, um, when I, uh, I think maybe, I don't know, a few months ago, I was talking to my friend who's probably not even 30 yet. She didn't even know what a crone was. And so I do, I do, you know, I do really, I'm, I'm looking forward to, for us to hearing from several of my guests that have way more experience and connection with that kind of matriarchal um culture and different uh, ideas about what croning what crone really really signifies and what uh, aging can do f actually for us as a culture right as little like you know, i see some kids embracing it like i want to be a grandma already i want to be like a grandma in training you know angeli and um sarah and um lupita from Tijuana. there's all these girls that are so young that are so excited to be grandmas and it's funny because I didn't grow up wanting to be a grandma. I wanted to just, you know, first of all, I thought being 30 would be too old. And then I was just like, no, you always got to look good. You always got to look young. That was my matriarchal example from my grandmothers, her friends, my mom's friends. Everybody had 50 million surgeries. My mom never really wanted to do it. But when I was at the surgery place this time, um, waiting for my uh, checkup, when I went back after the surgery, there was a coming and going of a, a lot of older ladies that had had face um, surgery, right? Like their their eyes and their nose, and they were just super like swollen. And I'm sure they were going to look great in like two to six months, but coming in and out of there was like, man, it looked like they had been in a car accident. And I th and I sat there and I thought, shit, man, some of the things we put ourselves through, just because w we cannot grasp the fact that wrinkles are coming and that some things are going to sag and can we just put on lipstick and be comfortable in our own skin allowing like the gray hair to come in and stopping like you know the monthly runs to the salon or whatever to the cvs to buy your own color and covering up the hair the gray um it's so countercultural, and it's really kind of a struggle so how do you befriend aging because i'm trying to start a movement here <laughs> health wellness right wellness and aging not me tiro la milonga and i don't give a shit and i just don't move because i'm old never no i will keep going until i drop dead but i will love myself with my gray hair i will love myself with whatever begins to sag i will love my abs even if they cannot i don't want them to look like you know the six-pack anymore 
Um, if they do by because I'm just eating well and not notice it and I'm doing my practices and yoga and sweating, whatever. But it can't be a goal that doesn't allow me to breathe peace because I'm beating myself up about it. I don't know. I mean, there might be older women that are super duper athletes and that's their thing. Like that's their, um, like their career, you know, or that's their, their, what they do for work or whatever. And that's cool. But our typical, like my typical clients, my friends, the people that I have group with are really what I see a lot is a struggle of trying to just keep up and if you can't you get bigger clothes but we keep beating ourselves up and most of the um what I see what I teach what I try to even of course practice myself is the self-compassion for yeah man the older you get maybe we do have to slow a little bit down and if you're really really still totally trying to look like you're 20 years old I don't know maybe you can go in there and question like okay Am I doing this because I really, really love this or because I'm trying so hard to fight what's coming? Which is, well, I'm going to say the end. Because, yeah, the end. We're going to die. And But if we know how to live well and embrace, befriend this aging, prepare, of course, for the worst, expect the best, as many, you know, and have so much connection. I was, you know, I've, I've been telling a lot of my friends, my woman friends, I think we're just going to have a, I'm going to buy a big piece of property. And I've been thinking this for, I don't know, been talking about this four or five years where we can all have like our own little tiny houses um, and just live together in community. Everybody has their own house, right? And I have like four or five of my best girlfriends that are already like, when are you going to buy the land? Because we're moving in with you. Wherever you buy the property, we're sitting right next there next to you and we'll have like a big community kitchen in the area of course a space for work for yoga and for gardening but then everybody can go home to their own little houses and of course now that we're getting older <laughs> my friend Armita says and we also need to be kind of close to the hospital yes of course I get that but um now I'm reading all these articles about there was an article about a bunch of Japanese women who bought a huge property, a huge house, and they're all going to move in together. They're all widows and we're single and they're all going to live there and just enjoy the last years of their life together. Somebody else over here, I don't remember where they were, but it's like this upcoming trend, which is, you know, collective consciousness. We're all thinking about this and the, the living in community is so much easier, especially when you're aging, I think. Well, I mean, I think it might be easier all the time, but as we befriend aging, can we think about, okay, how do I want to end up? Um, you know, who do I want to be next to? Um, somebody who is probably not getting 50,000 facelift. <laughs> like maybe like-minded people. Actually, no. If you want to get a facelift and like next to me, that's totally cool. As long as we're, you know, we're friendly and you have your own house, we'll meet at the, we'll meet at the community kitchen and then leave. But um, looking forward to these years, um, planning and then like planning the death thing and then just letting it go and then living in today, allowing for slow. So that's one of the things about that I consider befriending aging is besides realizing that I can be more aware of slowing down. Number one, because I don't want to trip over and break you know an arm or a leg or this or that because now I've just been schooled on the fact that it takes longer to heal when you're not 20 years old 
And two, because it's more beautiful when you slow down. And I think in the rush, like, you know, when you're 20, 30, 40, going, 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 trying to, you know, get all your career moves and all your dreams and this and that. And you, it's like you kind of miss out a little bit on the beauty of the journey, which really that's all it is. It's just the journey. It's not like you get to a specific spot and then you're like, oh, boom, check the box. I made it. No, no, no. It's while you're doing it. So it's while you're here. It's why you notice this wrinkle. It's why you notice that these things don't work like they used to. And you just maybe like, oh my gosh, thank you. I befriend you. I befriend you aging. I befriend my wise entering into crone, into the elderhood. And I bring in younger women and men and just love on them and laugh with them and understand that it's hard. I have so many clients that are teenagers and 20 years old that their parents bring to me and the kids just cannot relate to the parents. But with me, we have a hell of a good time. We relate because really in my heart, I think I'm still 17 years old most of the time. And, you know, I, I think that's befriending that I can stay young at heart and wise in my experience and understanding where, um, where I was when I was 17, 18, 19. Like if you have teenagers or kids that are 20 or even younger and you're arguing with them and trying to control, for a moment, just stop back and play the befriending aging wisdom crone game with me for a second. And remember, how the fuck did you feel when you were that age? How intense was it? Maybe it wasn't intense. Maybe you were just like, you know, like a supernatural person that didn't have an intense middle school or high school experience or in the 20s. But if you think back and then relate to that kid, just like you are the exact same age, because I do think we're all kids. We're all in heart the same. I don't really think that I have more authority over, I don't know, somebody who's six years old. I might keep them from running over, you know, from running across the street so that they don't die when a truck is coming. But you know, if you're talking to like a 17, 20 year old, like you don't really know what they're going through. You can give them advice, but when you try to control, that's just, no, it's not going to work. Put yourself in their place. Think about it. And that's how we can expand this wisdom, right? Right? Like this, this auntie wisdom, this coming soon, maybe grandma wisdom or great crone wisdom, elder um, softness and slowing down. When you can just embrace that, if you can look in the mirror and say, well, hello, little wrinkle and gray hair, I love you and I'm going to listen to you instead of the ads in the magazines and whatever Auntie May thinks about that I didn't go to get the plastic surgery. And as we continue to befriend this, maybe we can also grow in our self-love and then an example for those coming up with all that pressure. I mean, there's so much pressure to perform, so much anxiety on top of all of the fear and the craziness that's happened in the last one and a half years. So, you know, as we accept ourselves, love ourselves, this kind of trickles down into our daughters, our sons, our nieces, our nephews, our friends, our neighbors, our everybody. Self-love and acceptance, befriending this change because I guess that's what befriending aging is, befriending change, right? We want things to stay static, perfect, uh, nobody move. This is the situation where I want to be at and just, no. 
the change is the only thing that we can expect is change because it's always, things are always, always, always changing. So as we breathe in and out, befriending the aging and befriending this uh, life that is ripening us up like good old wine, hanging out with friends and being there for each other as we really embrace healing and, and removing these obstacles of programming, right? And of some of these ideas that are not working for us anymore. This idea of I need to look like a Barbie does not work anymore. It's killing us softly. It's killing our youth. And even though there's a huge movement to go against that, I think it's more very important for more and more of us to participate and support that movement. The movement of health and wellness, yes, right? Let's breathe and let's eat good foods and let's take time to stop and rest and connect and community. But also, let's not just try to look like freaking Barbie because that is, you know, it doesn't, it's a kind of a lie and it's not going to last forever. And also, maybe that gives you some value. I know it gave me some value allegedly for some time until I realized that I think it was more beating myself up and like this false sense of pride that I was all cut, you know, looking at versus like, I really, really, I really have this soft love for my body and this honoring of the gift that it is to be in this amazing organic computer through which I breathe and experience life and love and consciousness is, you know, flowing through because I don't, I think that has only come with, with getting older. So I'm befriending aging here. I invite you to befriend it with me. Um, and I'm looking forward to having all my three other guests in here on their opinions and their stories and their um, wisdom for us as well. So thanks for listening to Tales of Recovery. May you today give yourself so much love if you're feeling this <laughs> aging, this slowing down, or maybe you're sick or maybe you're struggling, whatever it is. Because, I mean, even a seven-year-old is aging, right? He's aging towards seven and a half or eight. Remember when you were like seven? And how old are you? Seven and a half. I would never say now that I'm 50 and a half. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, but we're aging since we're born. So befriending aging, I guess, really should be befriending life. Hmm? Allowing, allowing love and life. Uh, well, we'll see you next time on Tales of Recovery. Please subscribe, share, and comment and send me all of your suggestions because I really love listening to every single one of them. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time.